Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. seen you in here before I said I've been here a time or two She said hello my name is Bobby Joe Meet my twin sister Betty Lou And we're both feeling kind of wild tonight You're the only cowboy in this place And if you're up for a rodeo I'll put a big Texas smile on your face I said, girls, I ain't as good as I once was I got a few years on me now But there was a time back in my prime When I could really lay it down And if you need some love tonight Then I might have just enough I ain't as good as I once was But I'm as good once As I ever was Just let it go Welcome to episode 183 Of the After Lodge podcast Great We're off to a good start fellas Take two So (laughs) self-entitled episode uh, Or self-titled episode Wannabes and has-beens and on that theme, we have a Google Hangout full of both of those things. Mostly the latter, but a couple of wannabes. Um, of course, Sir John Hessel has returned again. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Do I have to? No, I mean, you can just sit I'm, there I'm and look. I'm here for look. I really like that best thing you got going on. We also have a uh, worshipless producer, Bruce, in his Good evening, gentlemen. traditional zombie attire. It's me. Uh, we got Cartman. Howdy, everybody. Jeff. And uh, strangely, we have uh, Santa Claus, Tony, Truman, whoever whoever you are tonight. He's wearing he is, the uh, waving on an audio podcast. And, uh, of course, our special guest for the evening, returning friend of the show, Scotty from the Block. What's up, everybody? Uh, Scotty of, of uh, you know, toting the AK in the, in the Senior Warden Station fame. No, but no. We're going to try to stay off of that tonight, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Just because um, I won the internet fight, don't be mad. <laughs> that's, that's not how I remember this at all. Um, I'm just kidding. So, well, actually, 
not to digress into that vein too much, but uh, uh -oh. I'm pretty sure our Tyler is intending on purchasing a, a large, uh, large shotgun um, to augment or maybe replace the Tyler sword. Sounds good to me. Uh, feel a little better when you come visit us. Hey, feel good about it. Ain't nobody in a lodge room going to be having a gun, but the Tyler will be armed to the teeth. So, as long as somebody is, brother man, that's all it is. All right. Um, but yeah, no, the real reason you wanted to come on the show tonight, I believe, was because uh, you are going to be the master of at least one lodge, presumptively. At least one. Year. Mm hmm. You poor. Or dope. And uh, also because Worshipful Producer Bruce is uh, well on his way out of the Oriental chair. Oh, sweet Jesus. You got like, what, two meetings left, buddy? Three. Well, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who's counting? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... uh... No, but yeah, no, Scott's Scott's going to be master next year, and we, we thought we'd uh, it, it would be cool if he came on, and we just kind of talked about ingoing, outgoing masters, two masters passing the night, you know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> When I, and I told Bruce, I was like, dude, you need to tell me all the all the tricks you used throughout the year or the stuff you found out after you were out of the chair that now you know. Okay, let me let me interrupt here and, and just share with you, Scott, the secret to Bruce's success as I've watched it unfold over the <laughs> course of 2017. Bruce has this this magical ability that I only wish I possessed. To be able to like completely humiliate, degrade, and insult somebody in front of the entire lodge and have them laugh about it. Sounds about right. And I don't know how he does it, but like he diffuses really tense situations by just just screwing with people. And I, I don't know how he does it. Like, cause I don't know if they don't know or I feel like in most circumstances, like any guy in Lodge knows what he should be doing. And I just like I throw a little shame his way until he kind of either admits to it. Well, no, I mean, that's actually what's happened every time. So um, usually that works out for the better. Or, or people try to, like, give him a hard way to go and then he just, like, turns it around on them. Mm hmm. And it, it's you just have to see it like you, you should just come visit us the next few weeks and just just watch it happen. Learn to do it because I've been completely unsuccessful. Uh, but that is the secret to Bruce's masterly success. Well, he always comes. Bruce, you, you do have this way of being like, buddy, buddy. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody knows That's what, I'm talking about. what they're supposed to do. Yes. No, the look. they act like they don't, and then when they're talking to somebody else, that third person like won't address that, and like I, yeah. I, I, I try and just touch that. Like you don't have to throw it in their face. Just be like, come on, dude. Like, Scott knows the pattern. Quit, quit being a dummy. You're like, really, really. Know what you're supposed really? to be doing. Like your two choices now are to either do that or I can talk about it in front of everybody else. Right. Well, see, here's here's a problem I'm gonna have in my lodge. I am the youngest member. I have been since the beginning of me being there. So I'm going to have a bunch of old heads telling me what to do the whole time. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, told, uh, I told a few guys, I said, well, look, you know, 
I'm not the last two masters that come in here and just, you know, hit the gavel and out by eight o'clock. Um, I want to do work. I, you know, there's no point of being here if we're not going to do work. And, um, you know, I, I told him, I said, if I, if you get elected to an officer's chair, I'm going to expect you to know your lines. Um, there you go. Unfortunately, uh, Jeff uh, had to come to me after Lodge, and um, and I know the guys don't listen to this podcast, so I can say this. They might. <laughs> no, they do not. You would be surprised. <laughs> These guys don't. I can promise you that. Um, and Jeff, are you okay with me sharing this, the, what you go said? Go for it. Go, go for it. All right. He said to me, he said, has that guy been master all year? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And he goes, sweet Jesus. Yep. Yeah. They don't, neither yeah. our master nor our, our junior warden know the lines. Now they both have Mason in their heart. They're good men. I like them both as friends and brothers, but they just are not. They don't take the time to memorize, and that bugs me. That's uh, really grinding. That's that still wasn't as bad as uh, the lodge I visited with the uh, the Reverend Landscaper last week. At uh, we went to one of the lodges that meets in the Scottish Rite Temple, Mm -hmm. and uh, when we first got there, we were convinced we were going to end up having to sit in chairs just so they could open. They finally had more people show up, but. The uh, the guy who was sitting is the junior warden who I was sitting next to, and he claims that he's been through all the chairs before, had to read word for word the opening. Mm. The mm-hmm. master didn't seem, the guy who was sitting in the master's chair, who is apparently a past master, didn't seem to know any of the opening. And then uh, the senior deacon who... They've implied spends a lot of time in the senior deacon chair. Didn't seem to know how it, that worked either. Like, uh, that, that blows my yes. mind. I don't understand how people can spend years in these chairs yeah. and sitting in lodge and not know any of it. Well, I've actually been listening to a little bit of um, uh, Brother David Riley's and uh, Nick's podcast, and I'm not going to drop uh, the name. Uh, can we boot him? David Riley no. is a very wise man. <laughs> Uh, I've been listening to it, and and you know what he said something the other Third day. Not stuck. Com. <laughs> I, you know, he said um, you got to have room for failure, and the problem is, is a lot of these guy older guys are just stepping in, doing all the work, and they don't allow these other guys to come in to fail. The new guys to come in and fail and realize they failed to know they need to step up their game. Um, and I don't think they allow, allow them to fail at all. Like they to step in and like, oh, you'll get it next time, or oh, you're just nervous. Well, sometimes nerves are nerves, but um, if you completely blank on how to even say the Pledge of Allegiance, we have a problem. Come again? Yeah, he didn't know the Pledge of Allegiance. Like he forgot it. Uh, given that look, I'm assuming uh, it, it's we have to say. The pledge is part of our. Oh yeah, I see the eyebrow. <laughs> we have to, we have to say the pledge as part of every, as part of the opening for our our. It has to be done series. during the opening. So do we. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but every Masonic gathering in Minnesota, they have to. It doesn't matter if it's Blue Lodge or Shrine. Yeah. The American right. pledge. 
Yes. None of that. We don't do Canadian. That's funny. Josh tries to do. Maybe that was just a one-time fluke that he forgot it or just blanked or was nervous or whatever, but I'm not these two past masters that that are this current year and the year before who was a double master. He went two years in a row. Um, they're both Bruce, good. Do you want to do that? <clears throat> they're make both, it happen, buddy. You know, no. I'll I, second it. But I don't want tonight to be about uh, about me bashing on these guys because they're really good guys that are just not very good at memorization. Um, but I'm asking my officers to come to meetings. In fact, the the lodge that we're uh, you mentioned earlier, I may be master of two lodges. Um, the lodge that we potentially will be merging with, um, they have a uh, every Tuesday they actually have a workshop class where you can get together and practice and, and, and brush up, but um, no one attends. I've even offered to really? stay after lodge. Yeah, well, no one from my lodge goes to it. And I've actually, oh. yeah, and I have actually um, said, I will meet with you earlier, or if we close at 8, 8.30, why can't we stay for 30 minutes to just go over the opening and closing once or twice? Just a little bit of effort is all I ask for. Just a little. Just a little. Especially if you don't know it. And you're going to exactly. be in that chair. That's right. That's me. Like, but why would you, if, why if would it, you if it brings you any solace. I'm sorry, John. Say, go say ahead, that Bruce. again. No, no, go ahead, Ruth. You're, you sound like you're I was just going to say, why would you want to take a chair and not want to learn the basics of that chair? Just the basics. I don't know. Blows my mind. Like, why are you well, here? In, our, in my lodge, in my lodge, and I'm, I've, I won't cast stones on people not knowing the ritual because I am, I'll tell everybody I'm not a ritualist. But I know how to open and close my lodge and do the basics. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Probably going in for a third time. Our current master, again, is a great guy, great brother. Um, he's been master five times and he still reads everything out of the cipher. Oh, wow. Hmm. Right out of the book. Hmm. Well, That's I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if you never make an attempt to learn it, you're never going to learn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but if you sit and watch for 10 years, you're going to memorize it by rote because you, you're going to hear it over and over and over again. <laughs> you're going to accidentally learn something shit. That, that's how I learned how to open and close a lodge because I heard it in my head. I just kept hearing Same it over here. and over and over again. I never had to study. It was just drilled into your skull. Right. Right. Well, anyway, uh, I mean, like, like you said, man, like I don't expect anybody to everybody to know Ever, how, like Bruce and I were talking about this last night after um, class. We're with karate still. Um, he, he said, "Don't don't you know how to do the EA Fellowcraft and Master Mason first sections?" I said, "I know how to do Master Mason," and he looked at me with his jaw on the floor, saying, "What? You should know this." Because I've never had a reason to learn it because I don't have enough people coming in. As for you guys, on the other hand. Have had how many dudes come or new brothers come through? So, well, that's not entirely fair because I would say about half of our membership growth is transfers. So, but yeah, we have a lot. Right, right. I mean, well, ninety percent of our new members are from yet. Josh directly. The next meeting, but I usually make a report of that. I think we've 
we've uh we initiated like six this year mm-hmm. I think. sounds about right well how many have we, we've initiated one in the past three years if that tells you anything uh, so my other lodge has initiated seven in the last three years and only passed two myself when, included when you're the master you'll have a key to your lodge one would presume mm-hmm Good. So then you have the ability to institute the after lodge method of lodge success. Yes, so long as the building that we rent isn't being used by any other tenants. Oh, right. I for- yeah, you used to have your own hall. I keep forgetting that you moved. <laughs> Got to yeah. share a hall with well, uh, seven some odd other bodies. Well, technically, nice. those may be folding. I mean, the same night, though. You don't have another group meeting after your lodge, do you? Do you no, say two may be folding? Yes. Well, talk, 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 tell me later after the show which two those are. I'm curious. Well, there's only four, and we're technically we're looking to merge with the one that's not about to fold. So uh, you can type them in the sidebar, and nobody. Oh, can yeah, I, I, do, I don't. I don't see the sidebar on my <laughs> tablet, so. On the left, in the chat. Here we go. There it is. Okay. Do you even hangouts, bro? Do you even hangouts? Mm, on a tablet? Not very well. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Let's derail the host show. He, he can't see him, though, Scott. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he, he could. Well, I didn't I was, realize Jeff had never used Hangouts before. I was told that I they have. Were... It, they, they don't show up. Like the, <laughs> the chat sidebar chat does not show up on the tablet. It does on a laptop and not a tablet. Well, I was told that those two lodges they they have to do something uh, soon, or they're going to be gone. So, uh, one of those lodges I know for a fact has a lot of money, but they have not. They don't have the the manpower. Right. And see, and I think they need think, to combine with someone who has the inverse, which is the manpower, but very little money. I right. know a couple. Of, I know a couple of those lodges. Well, and don't get me wrong, the guys over over where I'm at. The uh, they are hardworking. We do our pancake breakfast um, once a month. The money that we get for our pancake breakfast doesn't go into our lodge coffers or to pay bills. It goes into our scholarship fund. Um, these guys, we do a gun raffle every year. We raffled off a gun. We actually got uh, $1,625 off of it just last year alone. It was a three fifty seven Ruger revolver. Um it was a beautiful weapon, and the guy that won donated it back, and we we auctioned it off right there in Lodge. Um, so all that goes to our scholarship fund. These guys work hard, and they're and they they're really into the charity aspect of things. But when it comes to ritual, um, you know, being active in the lodge itself, other than you know uh, the charity stuff, they're they're just kind of filling a seat. So my goal is to try and get more people in. Maybe um, do that after lodge method, hang out. Heck, me and uh, Jeff here, we shut the place down. I mean, we shut the place for down me. everywhere he goes. He's well, uh, he's the only guy at our lodge that's like still there when I leave. So that's why we call him the closer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like it. Uh, <laughs> so. <clears throat> Anyway, so um, so Bruce, what yes. type of things did you want to do this past year that you didn't get an opportunity to do? 
Um, or you had to set aside because too much other stuff was going on. I mean, I, I, I hate saying this, but I went into this year with, this is going to sound terrible, very low expectations. Mm-hmm. Go because... on. Because... So did we. <laughs> can, I, can I just can I can I throw something out real quick? When we were talking about uh, texting on the sidebar, I see it pop up. Tony says, "I know how." Except he posted that to uh, the um, hangout group from the show we recorded on the nineteenth. So um, yeah, I don't know who was involved in that group. Good, but good that's at, not like, that's not like a recent hangouts we're using. Tony. Yeah, I mean, good attempts, Tony, but. <laughs> There you go, Jeff. I saw your Facebook. Yeah. Oh, wow. That actually surprises me. Yeah. So anyway. basically everybody but you all and the namesake. Yes, pretty much. Wow. I mean, their members are pushing. They're in their 90s. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, yeah. they may have money, but they don't have the manpower. And and I think it's the uh, what you guys say is the... Um, well, that's the way we always done it, or that's the way we always <laughs> did it. That's backfiring because the old guys are doing it. I mean, are, can we say they're doing it wrong? No, only they can say that. Okay. Yeah, that's that. now Bruce can say that. Hearing about, about four weeks or three weeks or whatever, but uh, you got you got a whole year before you can say that. <laughs> Ten four. Anyway, Scott, to, to answer your question, honestly, my only goal this year was for our lodge to be in a better place when I left than when I started. Uh, beyond Define that, better. Know, I wanted to shut up, Harlan. Beyond that, I wanted our two big events of the year, <laughs> the fairs, uh, to, to go well, and, and they did. That I had very little to do with that, but um, um, I mean, that's 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 pretty much it. Anything else okay. was, was, was just the guys. I mean... Officers did a bang up job this year, and oh, things got banged I, I, up. I think that's the most important thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> we Harlan, do you have something the, you would like to say? We bankrupted the social club. Yes, but look at our parking lot. We yes, did. but that does make the parking awesome. lot better. So it is better it's, than when you found it. It's a lot better. Well, oh, for sure, it's, it's extra solid because it was sealed with the treasurer's tears. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and saw his laughter. Um, let's see what. I, oh, oh, and uh, you know, you let a bunch of hooligans drag our shed around on a on a ratchet strap and a pickup truck. I I had no prior knowledge of that. Memory. Uh, Some neighborhood yard ape plowed over our beautiful frontal sign with. All a, I can say is that the shed is in a better place now than it was then, and that yard ape was not a a, a mason. No. Oh. I can't control everybody. Come on. Bruce, don't forget, you had the great After Lodge Harlan doing a talk about how the brain in Freemasonry works. Remember that? Oh, I yeah, that? no, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. I was there. Was like, like, hold on. Uh, and like, you, and you, you mentioned, you, you, as, as we speak, you mentioned the podcast, and everybody's sitting there going, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100% honest, like, that's the best piece of education we've had in our lodge since I've joined. So... That's saying something, right? Maybe. I haven't got into my George Washington bit, though. So, Well, well you've got two meetings left. 
I no, actually I have a George Washington bit that I've been itching to do as like a troll for someone to invite me to. It's hey, we should George invite Washington. Nick. I don't think he knows that George Washington was a Freemason. But but it's not it's not the George Washington was a Mason or or the historical stuff. It's it's my whole scoop on the relationship of Washington to philosophy and religion and his cultivation of marijuana and his writings about seeing angelic spirits and communing and witchcraft and the whole the whole shebang. Aliens. Um yeah, right. I've got I, I'd love to do something like that. Like while well, Washington was cultivating the, the strongest marijuana of his time. Uh, he was also distilling <laughs> whiskey at the same time. Yeah. Well, and then there's the 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 story about him and like going to church because he was expected to, but he would always leave at communion time. Like he'd leave his wife there and just go home. Yeah, because the church was connected to the the government of England, and if he were to commune with that, then that would mean that he is sub- subjecting himself to the government of England while he is standing against them. Had more to do with he didn't actually buy into the whole body and blood of Christ thing, and uh, neither does the Church of England. So he he would just quietly step out until one day the minister called him on it because he's you know the president and people were noticing him leaving. So he said, "Well, it won't be a problem anymore," and just never went back to church. So that's why they took the plaque down. Yeah, that that's that's Good. probably. It had nothing to do with slaves or anything. I love that delayed reaction snort there. Well, I actually took a took a page from Harlan, uh, and I actually did some education at my lodge. Um, I shoved it down their throats, but I did it, um, and Ooh. I got a I got a lot of good. Uh, I told the master, I was like, "Hey, can I have fifteen minutes in the lodge? Sheriff, okay with that, aren't you? Thanks, buddy." Pat, pat, and walked away. Um, and I stood up and I actually did a, on Friday the 13th, we actually met and you know, there are loose ties to the, there's a Templar here <laughs> with, with their loose ties to the Knights Templar. I actually did a, a speech, um, a short talk on my ancestor, Sir Hugh de Payan, the, uh, first grand master and founder of the Knights Templar. And uh, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Um, they uh, they actually called me after and said, hey, you should do more of this. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And I haven't got anybody to ask me to come do it at their lodge yet. But, um, Bruce, you have how many more meetings? Two and a half. Well, there you go. Uh, we, 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 we have plans quarter, for, for but... all of them, though. We do? Uh, yes. Hmm. We do. Okay. What's next week? Hellocraft. Do y'all have meeting this Saturday? Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. I thought... That Red is doing his first ever? Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Do y'all meet this this one? I knew that, and I'm going to miss it. I'm I'm kind of excited. I I am, too, and now I'm sad that I'm missing it. All I get to do is come after Lodge for a damn audit. You get to show off a fancy hat. See, y'all are, yeah. y'all are. It's like you don't trust me with the money, and then you just gotta double check everything. We c- we're not allowed to trust you with the money. It's the system that was put in place, Harlan. Is it's that not is our that, choice. that that sounds that sounds like a- anti-Semitism to me? That's, that's what <laughs> oh. that <sounds> like. 
It's not you specifically, it's the chair, I promise. Mm -hmm. Jason never did an audit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not take that one, sir. Nice try. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be doing that. I, I still got to get my books together. And then Mike, I was supposed to make him a draft of the calendar and some other stuff, and I haven't done that yet, so he's hounding me. I it was going to be done like a month ago. What are you doing, dude? Well, he got the stuff. You're, you're, you're like a year behind on this podcast. Yeah. Dude, I've got a box in my car. Yes. There's you're a box. You've got another box. box. Like we've talked yes. about the secretary's box before. Yes. You're not supposed have to have a box. back into a box. Oh, no. Harlan, why? It, my life's out of control at the moment, man. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, this whole thing I took up with the Libertarian Party has ended up eating way more time than i had estimated get a secretary and, um, dude falling behind on everything um or, you know something fortunately oh you magnificent uh, it is a, a caucus rousing for our party's state convention in march and i may be forcibly ejected so that is far from the worst thing that could ever happen nice um so yeah yeah uh Actually, Tony was at the uh, Libertarian Convention this year when I was elected. Tony, do you remember when I said if I had a caucus coming after me at the next convention, I'll know I'm doing a good job? Yes. Yeah, so that's happening. That's a real thing. Hmm. Um, so I'm doing a good job. I'll go with you. I'll go with you, you to the next one, and it'll take more than four of us to throw us out. You see, libertarians uh, don't actually want to be successful. So whenever a, a one-state's libertarian party starts achieving success, we have to like demolish ourselves because otherwise we might actually have candidates in office and actually have to make hard decisions and be held accountable for them. Uh, and nobody actually wants that. We just want to bitch and play philosophy club and not actually elect candidates uh, and fix that things. That certainly explains who wrote on the top of our ticket this last presidential election cycle. Huh. Well, don't bash Gary. There are enough libertarians bashing Gary for like the rest of the world. Uh, I liked Gary. I mean, mostly I liked him because he stood on the stage I like and Bill but... between Clinton and Trump, so he was hard not to like. But <laughs> Unfortunately, um, nobody would actually let him stand on the same stage yeah. as the two of them. And that's the biggest problem. And that's why I voted for him. Oh no! Well, we're that that problem is slowly edging out. That's part of why I am not as beloved by a large contingent of our membership because I'm forcibly steering this boat towards you know running elections and trying to get candidates elected mm -hmm. instead of just crazy talk. Yeah, instead of playing philosophy meetup club and yeah, it, it, if you've ever been to a libertarian function, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I will either be successful or I will be ejected. And then, well, I don't know what I'll do then. Maybe I'll go play Democrat with Tony. Um, I'll do something. But, yeah, this job has uh, put me behind. Um, and that's really what's going on that. And I've been trying to go to bed early so I can rouse out of bed early and go to the gym because my wife's been going to the gym and now I feel inadequate, so... Oh, yeah, dude, she's oh, doing yeah. CrossFit, she, right? She's made some uh, impressive progress. I say progress, like... Yeah, I, know what yeah. Like before, I don't know how to talk about this, but I can not get myself in trouble. Um, <laughs> but 
How I many push-ups of, can you do, Harlan? How many push-ups? I have a lot. Oh, I can, I, can do, I can do a ton of push-ups, dude. Like, that whole army thing stays with you till your bones start breaking apart. Okay. But no, the it, it's just my physique. I'm, I'm feeling inadequate. I have deep insecurities to begin with, and then when my wife goes and gets all buff and hot and whatnot, and then I'm like, well, crap. So now I'm trying to roll out of bed to go to the gym. So that's another hour that I like didn't have. I don't know why I'm whining to the world on my podcast, but it's my podcast and I can. So do you eat before uh, the gym or after the gym when you wake up in the morning? After I, I roll out of bed and I stumble to my car and then I drive to the gym and then I like half sleeping, do my workout and then I stumble back to the car and home where I then have breakfast and coffee and shower and try to wake up. So wait, you go out in the public before you ingest coffee. No, I'm ingesting coffee the whole time. Don't I was going to say, I know Harlan better than that. There's no way he's leaving his house before he has at least a cup of coffee. Say, are you, yeah, are you fucking daft? I mean, got a family what, membership what? at the at the YMCA in town, and they have, like, coffee there when you get there. So I have, like, the, the five-minute drive down the road, and then I get coffee. What time but do you go? What time do I go there? Yeah. Oh, uh, I usually try to leave at like six and get back at like seven thirty. So, oh, see, I got to be on the road at seven thirty to be at work. So, oh no, I leave at like eight because get to work at eight thirty. I can kind of my new schedule. And it's, still it's, be at work on time. It's flexible because uh, I've got kids and sometimes things don't go so well. But that, that's something I'm trying to add on top of everything else. So it's not that I've been neglecting you, Bruce. It's just. It's just there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, I'm missing Lodge because I got to go do stuff with the uh, with the Scottish Rite people. Mm. Uh, oh, wanted to share a pro tip I learned uh, with the After Lodge audience because this was not expected. I decided I am no longer renting tuxedos. So I went on the hunt... Uh, purchase one and you know i would never go to like a men's warehouse and just buy a tuxedo that would be dumb so i scoured some some uh consignment stores and and looked elsewhere i ended up ordering a tuxedo from amazon and i was expecting that i was going to open a package and there would be like a thread you know like stuck to the tape and then i would just pull that thread and the whole thing would just unravel but I got it, and not only did it basically fit like a glove, it needed to be hemmed, but it's a nice tux. And I it was like I got the accessories and some shoes and everything, and it was all less than two hundred bucks for like the whole outfit with several bow tie options and cummerbunds and like holy, holy cow, it costs like almost that to rent one for the weekend. So if any of you guys are looking for a, a tuxedo, um, maybe give Amazon a try. I was not expecting good results, but uh, I got good results. I would stay away from like the $12 ones. That's probably not going to be good, but they have named. I learned a long time ago, if you're like crazy, crazy cheap, you go to the actual tuxedo stores after like prom season or after like basic wedding season. 
because they'll rotate those tuxedos out and get a new ones. And as long as you don't mind like really cleaning something that somebody else has worn, there you go. And it's like 30 bucks for a full set. See, fellas, you're, you're both doing it wrong. What you need to do is make yourself so wildly unpopular that you never get invited to an event where you would have to wear a tux, <laughs> See? and it's not a problem. Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So this this is another <laughs> thing. By being on this show. Yeah. This was a – I actually <laughs> I've surprised I got this particular On the show. Yeah, being on the show, yeah, it's a good – Bruce makes a good point. It's surprising that I'm doing this thing Saturday. But um, I got the invitation, and it said it was a black tie event. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm renting a tux or buying a tux or something. And at some point a couple weeks ago, I realized that it's at 2.30 in the afternoon. Then I started panicking because I don't own any daytime formal wear nor have I had any calls to acquire it since like leaving the military because no one else does black tie events in the middle of the day. Harlan, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. What, morning formal wear? Yes. Well, I barely know, right? Like I, I know Still that pajamas. There's, there's morning suits, which, <laughs> which people in the United States don't There we go, the banana hammocks again. Although, yes. I, although I learned in Pennsylvania and some of the Northeast jurisdictions, like, morning suits especially in the york right are part of the dress code so i guess we do wear them in certain places but that's far too formal for black tie like a morning suit's a white tie thing so uh the closest thing that americans would have who do daytime formal events would be like a stroller which is kind of like a morning suit but without the long tail part so it's you know like a waistcoat and jacket with like gray pants jackets black and the so basically lighter. almost like mess, like a mess dress style jacket yeah so i i started looking for something like that of course that's not easy to find on amazon or anywhere and then i ended up talking to someone from the right who's done this before and he looked at me like i was completely foreign he's like dude you you just wear a tux everyone just wears a tux what are you even talking about like you, what are you talking about? It's two thirty in the afternoon. You don't wear a tuxedo at two thirty. But that's what I'm doing because that's what everyone else is doing. And in the midst of all this, I had tried to consult David Riley uh, because I was like, if anybody knows, it would be David. And then he didn't know what to tell me because it was like just wear what everyone else wears. Um, but I also coined the the term WWDD. Uh, when asking Nick about this for what would David do? Uh, and then Nick blew that all over Facebook. So a roll of thumb. Yep. <laughs> um, that's a term that I'm using now. Uh, and I know what, what David would do. He would have found a stroller somewhere and worn it. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to buy that. Unlike a tuxedo, which I'll get multiple uses out of in the course of a year, I'm never going to need daytime formal wear for masonry again. Not with that attitude. <laughs> no. Well, and now I know that in our jurisdiction, we just wear tuxedos in the afternoon because evening wear is uh, is good to go for 2 o'clock. So, uh, I don't know if your jurisdictions out there are like that, 
I know you Northeastern U.S. people aren't because you're all fancy-pantsy. Um, and I forget that whenever we get dignitaries at Grand Lodge from other jurisdictions, they're always wearing morning suits. So, anyway, that's my uh, that's my spiel on on Masonic dress and uh, my urging of everyone to to stop this tuxedo in the daytime stuff. Just make it stop. You're gonna I'm feel so silly. So just to why that's a big deal. Because a tuxedo is evening wear. It's black. I thought it was just. I thought it was dress wear. No, it's evening wear. Oh, daytime quit, formal. Quit your goddamn complaining black. and get a white jacket and do the Bogart. <laughs> well, you could wear a white jacket. I don't think I could pull that look off, but if you can, then go for it. I'm far too pasty for a white coat. Mm. Uh, I'd be yeah, willing to bet the choir you could probably one. pull off a morning suit. With oh no, I can. The majority. I can pull it off. No, 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 I don't. I don't. No, no. I mean, like, with what you've probably got in your closet, all you'd need to do is get the coat. Right. I've seen it. Yeah. No, that's true. I would, but the coat. So is just rent the coat. Really hard to find. You you can't. Uh, Where are you going to rent it from? Really? Like, I don't. If know. I went to men's warehouse and was like, hey, I need a morning jacket and then they would look at me like the only place i would suggest is like i'm pretty sure extremely local and also going out of business so well i can't say it on the air out of business because they got bought up by men's warehouse and a hostile stock takeover that i'm still bitter about but uh really you know that's how that works yeah there was a hostile takeover of joseph bank by men's warehouse so those of you who are fans it's all going to I went into Joseph Bank. Uh, I, I, I refused to shop there. I went in there several years ago, um, back when they were in the uh, right across the street from the mall with the sporting goods store. And um, I went in there. I was looking for a, a new sport coat. And the guy looked at me and said, can I help you? I said, you know, I'm looking for a new sport coat. He looks lo- looks at me and goes, we don't have anything in your size. And then just turns and walks away. Was that Kurt? I love Kurt. Oh. I was like, yeah. I, I, he's like, you son of a bitch. The, the British I guy? Just, I walked out. No, that was oh, the worst man. part. No. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking, because there's a guy that worked there named Kurt. He was a British guy, and he used to be my fashion advisor before he like retired or whatever he did and left. Jeff, you need a pretty woman their asses. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Strolled up out of there. <laughs> hey, no joke though. Try Amazon because I am now scowling Amazon every time I need a new wardrobe piece. Because I, I know what's going to happen. Because I need a better fitting sport coat. I got really lucky with this tuxedo thing, and then now everything I buy from Amazon is just going to be awful. Maybe, but they have name brand stuff that come from like retail warehouses that are just trying to clear out. So they're more expensive than the other stuff on Amazon, but still far cheaper than the racks in town. Um, I saw some really nice coats for like 50 and 60 bucks, like name brand stuff. So I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, I know Bruce uh, loves Amazon because we're keeping the milk flowing. Nope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. That's not how that works anymore, Harlan. Oh, don't you worry, buddy. They'll be crawling back to you. I have a feeling that service is going to fail miserably. 
I am quite certain we will see the brunt of their uh, volume. Oh, yeah, because Christmas certain. time is... They, they have no idea I what forgot. they're in for. I always forget until Christmas comes and Bruce is incredibly grumpy with everyone. And we're like, Bruce, why are you so grumpy, man? And then he's, I have to stop Christmas from coming. <laughs> <laughs> and thus far, I've been about as successful as my uh, stop email campaign. Dude, you're already the Grinch. You already have all the toys for all the Who's in Whoville in your truck. You just don't deliver them. I mean, you've got half the battle already. You don't have to steal it. It's in your truck. I mean, I kind of have to deliver those. I feel like I would get caught if I didn't. Well, the Grinch got caught, too. Slay like him. But then his heart grew. Yeah. See, I like how everybody that. was cool with it. They were like, oh, you learned a lesson. It's fine. No. You're not going to oh, spend 30 man. years in federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> they spent many, many years fighting with the Grinch. Did you not see the, the Jim Carrey version? I did not, actually. You need to take your time out out really? of your day and go watch it. It's Taylor Momsen before she went nuts, though. She's actually a cute little girl. She plays Cindy Lou Who. I'd also like to point out that all of the retail stores here in town have had Christmas vomited all over them for like a month now. My daughter's daycare is already playing Christmas music in every single room on loop. Why? Uh, every year, Christmas like is that... another week of the calendar. Turkey comes first. By the time I'm like 50, we're going to be doing Christmas stuff in like January. Year-round. Yeah. Turkey yes. comes first. So is there any... Uh, do y'all know of any uh, Thanksgiving Masonic traditions? Well, I mean, there's the one. Yeah, the Scottish Rite has the local the one east of Tishri. Uh, I was referring to the MM degree. Oh, right. There's also the big, big Master Mason degree down here in, in our little parish um, that all of the Oompa Loompas show up to, and it's at like 5 in the morning. And But you're talking about Universal, right, Scott? Or were you, yes, were you universally. Feast of Tishri. I don't even know what that is. I'm not in any other... Whatever that bodies. is. That's what so. I use when I blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's one of those goopy Scottish right things they have to get together and, and Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets the get ship more, Scottish right or Knights Templar? Well, we we usually fight each other. And okay. sometimes we team up against the KOC, but that's only every other at the oh, angle volleyball championship to stab my own members on a regular basis, so <laughs> Good times. Good don't, times. Don't stab Johnson. We may need a fill in on the show at some point. No, he's just he is he's never got me that angry. He's just for once in a while and just kinda go, huh? And you just carry on. <laughs> oh boy. Scott, while I am uh, re remembering it, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that there is a section in our monitor 
that mm -hmm. I did not know about until about two months ago. That is specifically for incoming masters. Really? Mm -hmm. That I blame. Hold on. Like everybody. For you whatever. I'm like I'm like six years away from becoming a master, and that section is bookmarked in my monitor. Just because it's it's got it's got good. Yeah, no, there's it's a, got there's good a information good anyway. Like I think it. any. What? It's towards towards the back. And and Harlan, I I've cracked open my monitor several times, sir. Uh, I did not make it that it far because I was too busy studying all of the degrees that I did every single one of. I could Some never <laughs> make it to the part about being master. Something to master the other now. parts. I seem to recall lots of shows where we were hassling you because we found your monitor in the senior warden's chair again. <laughs> so I'm gonna bookmark this. I mean, that, and... that happened a couple times. I'm gonna bookmark it and I'll get it ready. <laughs> also, uh, take take careful and do note of the parliamentary procedure things in the back of your book. Parliamentary. Why are you giving Scott better advice than you gave me? Lest your bro well, because Scott doesn't have me for a secretary. See, so I got half though. That's lest fair. your brothers get confused. He does have half. They, they often do. That's who Hassock is. They come to the belief. Yes. That, oh, remind me about half sack in a minute. They come to the belief that your lodge is in fact governed by Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised, and it is not. It is most certainly not. Um, it looks like Robert's because it's the rules of Parliament and parliamentary procedure kind of looks the same everywhere, but it is not. And if anybody pulls out Robert's Rules on you and says you got to do something a certain way, you you take take your your bylaws that you'll have on your podium and roll mm -hmm. them into a little circle, and hit them on the nose and say no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that little old man past master that gets a ride to the, yes. to the lodge because he can't drive at night. So in the back of our book, it explains that the the rules of procedure in a Masonic lodge, and it's very short, unlike Robert's rules, which is. Not short Arguing. at all. And the reason it's very short is that as the master, you basically decide most of the rules of parliament in your lodge. Uh, I like that. For, for instance, there there is no there's no such thing as a motion to adjourn in a Masonic lodge. There's no such thing as a motion to table or recess or any of those things. Um, all of those things are just on the order of the master. Gotcha. Uh, and you will have I mean, guys watching and will try to pull some Robert's rules out on you. And, and I, I heard this as recently as Grand Lodge. People talking about, well, that's not in accordance with Robert's. And then you're like, we, we don't use Robert's. It's not a thing here. Stop it. Just stop. Well, I know at Grand Lodge last year, I heard Robert's mentioned at least five or six times the first day, including by the PD people up on the podium. Yes, I know. Well, we have a parliamentarian, and I think this causes great distress at Grand Lodge because the parliamentarian often doesn't understand that our rules are different because no one told them. That's how we ended up in that mess, Bruce, with the amendment to the amendment to the amendment that then killed the whole piece of legislation about statewide jurisdiction because... That's one of those things that had I known about beforehand, I could have... Uh, at least attempted no. to stop it as it was happening. It, like, so it nothing. probably would have ended poorly, yeah, but I still would have tried. 
It actually would have been very similar to when you were. Yes. You didn't want to relive that. See, I saved you from that. You didn't even know. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Harlan. You're so how often... Kind soul. So how often do you think, as master, I should try and plan to have a speaker, education, or, you know, really anything event in lodge other than like degree work if any so Every you look at your calendar having degree work. and if there's not a degree or a dinner or something else already then that night every time yeah because the only like i actually asked i pulled the guys and i asked them which one because see our pancake breakfast is the fourth saturday and we only have the one and we also meet on the fourth Friday. So if we're there too late, people start getting a little crotchety. But how long can a business meeting run? Like in, in ours, so we've had a few business meetings this year, but there haven't been many um, where it was just literally the business meeting. I think we I can count are usually out by 8, 830 uh, for regular business. Yeah. So, I mean, if you add a 20 minute speaker in there, you're still out by nine o'clock. Mm. Well, nine o'clock's late for some of these fellows, but I hear you. Um, I, you know, baby steps, right? Um, so yeah. no, no, stop. You're the master. No baby steps. They're your steps. You take whatever steps you deem necess- net that that word necessary. <laughs> yes. Well, fair enough. I'm, you know, I'm. I've actually got a list, of, an outline, actually. Uh, of uh, dates I've already sent to uh, Halfsack to have take a look at, but um, I've got a bunch of ideas already. Let me pull that up. How are you doing that? Speaking of Halfsack, uh, anybody seen him lately? I have some. Scott has. Yeah, he's easy to miss because he's like twenty five percent of the size that he was when he was last on the show. Yeah, oh, he's in the woods right now. It's it's hunting season. That's why when he came lost. to our lodge. The guy's lost so much weight. Yeah. I am, like, still astounded. Like, I saw him at Grand Lodge and then just kind of had to take a double take. Like, whoa. That's where I saw him. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he is uh, He is on it, man. Like, I feel bad because I don't really have that much weight to lose, and I'm bitching about it. And then this guy, like, goes and just really sheds the pounds. Um, kind of wish that like he, I don't know, maybe be one of our educational speakers and like come talk to some of our members about mm-hmm. how much better he feels and why he did it and how. Well, I can tell you exactly how, but I don't want to call him out. No. Just uh, click no, on the not, uh, chat. Delve into that. We'll let him do it. Um, but um, so so far, uh, I have. Okay, so I have uh, been looking at each month, um, and I was actually thinking, okay, so January we have installation, and there's like a crap ton of stuff I've got to do anyway, and I'm only been planning for the for the the second Friday to do some sort of an event thing. Um, so I was thinking in February do like a Valentine's ladies' night dinner. Um, have it catered, maybe have like, you know, put some white tablecloths out, that sort of thing. So that way we can honor the ladies. Um, and then in March, I would, I'm going to try and get, I'm going to talk to the stewards. I'm going to have them not serve dessert until after lodge. 
And that, we don't have stewards. We had like a 20-minute conversation about hmm. that. Well, whoever's <laughs> cooking. Whoever's cooking. <laughs> not to put out dessert until after lodge because I want to get people to stay. Well, I can't get them all to go out to for, have a drink with me. I can't get them all to you know drink coffee and smoke with me. But I can get them to hang out after and eat pie. Pie. Let me know when you do that because I want to show up early so I can just start watching all the dudes walk in. Where's the dessert? <laughs> you forgot to put the dessert out. <laughs> exactly. And then um, I would like to get somebody to come and, and do a talk in April. I don't know. I don't have anybody lined up yet. Um, I'm actually going to a um, the education meeting here November 30th here locally. I'm actually speaking. Um, and I'm actually speaking on prohibition and masonry. Um one of our past district deputy grandmasters asked me to do a, do a talk on it. And actually it was the uh, past grand has been that actually inspired me to do it. I was hanging prohibition out with in this, in this jurisdiction, the prohibition talk is almost like the points in points out talk in every other jurisdiction. Hmm. Fair enough. The thing is, is that the, I was told when I got when I was raised, you would ne- I would never sit in lodge with a Prince Hall Mason. Now I can. So I was told when I was initiated I like I that we didn't even that. recognize Prince Hall, but we recognized Prince Hall almost ten years prior, and I didn't even know it. it was an old guy. They're all old guys. No, it right? wasn't. That was the bad no. They're part. not, Scott. Yeah, they are. Who's not older than me? Who's not? Who's younger than me in my lodge? You didn't say your lodge. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about my lodge here. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, they're all old guys. Yeah. I mean I mean you got my buddy John, he's in his forties. You got half sack, he's in his forties. I mean, I'm I'm in my thirties, so I'm thirty exactly. Anyway, um May we have a scholarship night that we do. We give away that scholarship. Um and then in June, a lot of these guys like to go out of town uh for like go to the lake, all this other stuff. And we our attendance is lowest then. Let me That's put when this. you should save all, save all the business that you think you're going to have a hard time getting past. Well, That's when you should host a fair. Well, <laughs> well, Do it. What bouncy I, houses. I, that's a great idea. What I want to do is, is I want to have an officer's banquet somewhere outside of the lodge so that, um, so that I can buy all my officers a drink. And uh, the lodge flipped the bill for the officers had their meal. And we don't do anything like that. We don't do anything to honor these guys that actually, you know, not all these guys are bad at memorizing their lines. A lot of these guys are being, the ones that are bad at memorizing their lines are being corrected (laughs) by these others. And these people deserve, um, like the brother that called me today that acted as an intermediary between me and that secretary. He, I mean, he deserves to be honored. He doesn't want to be, but I'm gonna. Uh, these guys deserve to have a night where we can just kind of uh, relax, have a drink, uh, talk about how things are going, other than lodge stuff, and it doesn't have to be at the lodge building. I kind of don't want ladies. It be a ladies' night too, because I don't want to drag the ladies into it. I want it to be a guys' night out type thing. But calling it an officer's banquet kind of works to what I'm why, why I want to do it. 
Um, there's actually uh, so I've kind of left summertime open to schedule that uh, in September. I'm looking into a local fair booth, just like we do at the um, at the state fair here, but just our lodge doing it at this very small community one. The, one of the businesses that I work for did it, and they actually got a whole bunch of people coming to their business now. Um, you know, just a way to kind of evangelize masonry a little bit. And then... Um, Why stop at a booth? Why don't you just have a fair? <laughs> um, I can't. I don't have the manpower for it. Neither do we, buddy. Neither do we. <laughs> well, we do a trunk or treat with the other lodges in our building in October, which is always a big deal. And I was kind of put in uh, in charge of a lot of like decision making with it because that secretary uh, of the other lodge kind of wants me to be positioned so the other guys can see me in the in their lodge working with them and for them. We actually had a ton this last time. Um, we had a ton of leftover candy because the year before it was 75 degree weather and everybody was coming out. We ran out of candy. So we had quadruple the amount of candy this go around. So one, it was raining, it was cold, but people still came. We had a great crowd and we were out of hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We were out of hot dogs, but we still had a crap ton of candy. So I made the decision. I said, Hey, run this down to the firehouse. I bet they'd love to give this out. They give it out for free too, right? And um, everybody kind of praised that decision. And I think that the trunk or treat is a really good thing for not just my lodge, but all the other lodges that meet in our building. And, of course, we have our um, past master night in November, which involves a portion of a, uh, of a pig. And then... Um, I was thinking about, do you guys do a secret Santa for December among your officers? No. No? no. Uh, you know, I actually asked these guys if they might want to try that this year, but everyone's like, nah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of if, something. If uh, we did it at After Lodge Lodge, I could see a lot of uh, gag gifts going around. That's the part of the fun of this. Yeah, that's part of the fun of it. I think I think that'd be fun. And Bob would be very disappointed. A large latex fist. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of what I've got lined out. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I mean, December's kind of winding down. I, we only have one meeting in December, and that's when we vote for the next year's uh, officers. So, um, and if we don't do if we do that merger, I won't have to worry about a lot of stuff. But I'll be doing two things for two different lodges, so I'll just double book my stuff. I mean, double double book my speakers, my events, all that stuff. Thoughts, critiques, ideas. I mean, get started planning that stuff now as as much as you can, because like when what? when it's when it's in the moment, it's going to be a lot harder. Like everything is going to have a complication that you will not foresee. All right. Um, well, Harlan, Harlan's the, the, the planner extraordinaire. He's got his life written out on a chart. Mm, that is out of necessity, sir. That is not necessarily. Well, because regardless. Of, 
The <laughs> problem is apparently that chart is buried into the bottom of the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do I? How the, do the box? I, no, 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 no. The, Jeff, the box is everything that doesn't fit on the chart. Oh, okay. You're fired. <laughs> um, no, the box is short term, I hope. But I said that last time and it was like almost That's what every secretary says. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What put me into the box was uh, it's dues notice time, and I haven't gotten those out yet, so I've got all the stuff to stuff dues notices with. And um, pay that this year. That's (laughs) that's it. And yes, yes, you do. Literally, the one nice thing about being master. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, by the way. But the lodge we're looking to merge with, they don't do that. What? Yeah, they don't do that. Everybody pays dues. I thought that was a standard thing. Well, they said because you get reimbursed with the Master's Jewel money. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wait, so we don't that? We don't have anything like that. Can oh, we institute that immediately? I get like 400 bucks to go no, buy we bankrupt the lodge. How much? Like 400 To do what with? To buy a ring. Well, ring for what? What? My master's, jewel. master's ring. You can buy like an actual little jewel. I think that's what uh, I think that's what my mother lodge's current master did. He bought like an actual little jewel, and I assume he's going to get it this year because he's master two years in a row. And I think he said he was planning on buying a past master's ring this year. You got to remember too. You got to yeah. It's like it's like a four or five hundred dollar. You got to do what? You have to get officer gifts. You have no, you to don't. get. Well, that's what our law. I mean, you should, does. but uh, yeah, we, that doesn't necessarily. No, no such things. I was going to say every year that our lodge has done that, Scott, we haven't got any money for it that I know of. No. Do they pay for your phone? <laughs> is that is no. that a real question? Yes. No, okay, actually, that is a real question because that came up. Um, Ray used to not have a cell phone. And when he became master... Lodge bought Ray a phone? Is that what you're about to tell me? No. No, we did not. But there was there was serious discussion about it. Uh, and we almost started a collection before he just went and got a phone. Uh, he finally broke down and said, okay, if I'm going to be master, I guess I need to be reachable. So he got a phone. Um, but it was entertained for a while because getting a hold of Ray was was impossible because he travels as you know like every night and then he worked night shift and so you were always scared to call him at home and then if you called him when he would normally be awake while well, he was at lodge somewhere so <laughs> go to lodge you couldn't uh unless you knew what lodge he was at and you knew someone who was going to be there and then you would call them be like hey is Ray there but for uh, plum's sake though we don't oh i said it Whoops. Um, for for my lodge's sake, the the amount of money that they pay the master for the phone is based on what a home phone cost, like in like nineteen seventy two. So it's, it's like nine type of crap a lodge with money can do, Harlan. It's like nineteen dollars and some change per lodge meeting, and then um, let's see, the jewel. I'm in the wrong state. <laughs> I'm well, in the wrong lodge. Well, see, we we have good. Not. I mean, 
our, our bylaws are pretty strict too. Like, for example, if I wanted to donate as a lodge, if I wanted us to donate to say, like this other lodge does to MS, right? Our bylaws state that we are not allowed as a lodge to donate to their cause of MS because it is not a Masonic group. Hmm. Our social club was created to bypass that bylaw, but that's still a rule. Why not just change the bylaw? Because have you ever tried to change a lodge bylaw? (laughs) (laughs) I have not. It's easier to create a social club. Okay, right. So at, at my fish fry lodge, we just changed our bylaws to go from paying the secretary a buck fifty per member per year to seventy dollars a month, and it passed like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that look! Uh, yeah, and it, it passed without any hesitation. Like nobody, and, and then somebody was like. Uh, I, I make a motion that we make this retroactive to the start of 2017. And it passed too. Like, nobody blinked. <laughs> I, I would think uh, oh. uh, 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 that other bylaw would be, like, their bylaw would be a lot easier to pass than something like that. Well, our bylaws, we actually have to put, like, a lot. I also of, really want to run for secretary now. We got to put it in, like, the middle <laughs> of the Am I allowed to say the journal? The Lodge too. Sorry, go ahead. Am I allowed to say the journal book thing that no. we have? No. Yeah, that's close enough. Our Masonic or the uh, the, the Pennsylvania Freemason is what you're referring to. Yeah, <laughs> so we have to we have to put it in that publication, and then um, we have to put it in there. We have to run that for like two months, and then we have to say when we're gonna vote on it, and then blah blah blah. It 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 is um it is quite difficult, and whenever you bring it up, like the committee just disappears when you want to work on it. So, and also, oh yeah, that's another thing. I I get paid a dollar per year per uh, member. Committees, get your committees in order, like now. For example, finance committee. Oh yeah, Bruce is. uh, So remember that audit I said I have to do Saturday after lodge. The reason I have to do it after lodge and not before lodge, besides the fact that I'm not going to be there. Not going to be there. Well, the real reason. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> is that that committee has to be appointed during the lodge meeting. So he can't actually meet with us until after lodge. First master ever to appoint a committee in November. No, <laughs> I appointed a finance committee in November, my year, if it oh, makes awesome. you feel any better. But it was the first meeting in November. Actually. Oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, so no committees. <laughs> well, committees depend because for most lodges, at least the ones I see, committees are a waste of time because I agree. Either not actually given anything to do, or they're not held accountable for doing what they were delegated to do. Um, but when they're used well, they they work well. It just depends on your management style, and if you'd rather manage a bunch of committees or just individual dudes. I think Bruce took more of the latter approach, and it works. Yeah. It worked just fine. Like there's that's a good description. Uh, you know, if, if you're the kind of person, and you're in the kind of lodge where you know you can just call up a random person when something needs doing, and and it'll get done. That works just as well. But if you're gonna do the committee thing, 
you got to do it early um, and, and you got to stay on top of them. Yeah. So it, it, it ultimately, I used to be all about the, you have to have committees and this is just how it has to work. And then I've seen it work differently for a few guys at our lodge. Uh, Ray would have been another one, Bruce, who did more of your style and it worked just great. So really, no longer... I don't think anybody's hounded me more than him to like make random committees about yes. like nonsense, I guess. Well, and that's because, um, because he didn't I, I was jumping all over Ray about not having committees. And then at the end of the year, I kind of just changed my opinion because everything worked out fine. Um, so that's turns out you can still get everybody to do the things that need to be done without being on a committee. Well, and, and sometimes it, it depends opinion, on the task. Like if you're going to update your bylaws, you should probably have a committee to do that. Um, our lodge has a, a grounds committee that does all of the light bulbs and plumbing repairs and all that's that like sort of stuff. Lodge. That's but you know, we, there there are some functions that we have in committee, uh, but we don't have like the year I was master. I had I think I had fourteen committees, and I actively utilized like four of them. So like they were all standing committees, like for the majority yes. of the year. Yep. Huh. Had what a about public the... relations committee that yeah. really didn't do anything? I had. Uh, I had a uh, a funeral committee that the one funeral we had the year I was master, or there were two the year I was master. One of them they did, the other one they didn't do. Uh, we had a hospitality committee that was just replaced by Red, um, <laughs> who was supposed to be handling the dinners, so that wasn't a thing. Uh, oh, I got there very lucky. Other ones, like I, I had a finance committee that is required by the bylaws, and you know they do the audit. So everybody has a finance committee, though. Yeah. Um, I had a ritual committee that also kind of didn't work out the way I wanted. The one that I'm I'm most fond of was I created the uh, the fraternal relief committee, which we didn't have, and they're the ones. They're really the only ones that have continued like i every everybody their year as master has something they look back on as like that was my thing and so that that one's mine is we have a committee that has a a fund that's held pretty much entirely in cash um locked up safely in an undisclosed location but it's made up of three of the most trusted men in the lodge and their job is to discreetly assist our brothers when when they've fallen on on a rough rough time. And, mm. and the thought was that you know most of us as men are far too proud to stand up and lodge and be berated because you know we lost our job or what whatever. And I, I assume that that. that that fund that that box that goes around at the beginning of every meeting yes. that's their fund. Okay. Yep. And so what so what happens? is you can talk to just one of these guys. Instead of having to stand up in front of the and lodge and say, know, oh, I can't pay my light bill. The way that this committee works is it's guaranteed that they're never going to disclose to the lodge who it was or what it was for. Fish Fry Lodge has a, has a, a very similar thing. The only difference in the way we do it is we actually, that committee has its own bank account. Um, 
tax exempt status somehow well, for its funds. Yeah, hey, that's true. And um, uh, because of some screwy argument that came up when that committee was founded, uh, the Grand Lodge advised that the active funds that the committee holds, like how much they take in each meeting, is part of the minutes. But like who, where the money goes, who gets it, that's not. It's just, you so know, okay. ours will you, make you wouldn't even know if you don't notice that the total uh, balance didn't happen to go down in between meetings. Ours makes a report to the master at the beginning and or end of the year of, you know, here's how much we took in, here's how much we spent out, here's what our balance is, but that's it. Um, cool. And part of being on that committee is, you know, we the incoming master picks not only three guys who we trust to collectively handle a large amount of untracked cash, <laughs> uh, but also three guys who we trust their discretion and um, both in, you know, keeping their mouth shut and also in exercising judgment because not every prayer for help is equal. Um, sure. And so they've had to, I know because um, I don't know who the brother in question was, but I know that they at least once had severely struggled with basically cutting someone off. Like, no, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. And that's gotta be like a terribly difficult thing to do. Um, but you know, they, so they, they have to make decisions like that. So there's a discretion element involved in multiple ways. Uh, but that is a, that is an incredibly effective committee. And so when I was talking about being useful, that one, out of all of them the year I was master, that one's the one that I'm really glad I had. And I've also been more glad to see it carry forward year to year. Um, and I hope that my brother will continue it. Uh, also, because if he doesn't, I don't actually know what happens to that money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I believe he intends to. Uh, Tony's on that committee, actually. You trust that guy? No, we trust the other guys. Tony, are you still on the Fraternal Relief Committee? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Tony's one of those guys. Um, we try to get a balance of, like, the bleeding heart types like Tony, and then we also want to get, like, the real grumpy old guy that thinks that nobody's ever entitled to a can of beans. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we try to get someone in the middle. So <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I don't know how that would fly over at my lodge uh, because obviously we're stingy with money. Well, when I say we, it's built in our bylaws to be stingy. Um, I think I think my discretionary funds like fifty bucks for the year. Bruce's is twenty five. Well, this is a total. So it's just twenty five dollars you're given on January first to use at any point throughout the year. But if you once you use it, it's gone. Right. Right. Yes. Huh. That seems like not a lot of money. Hey, yeah. Well, it isn't well, a lot of money. I'm just I'm thinking. Created in that our lodge, will it was 1974. For my and... gas to come to lodge twice. <laughs> hey, in 1974, it would have paid. Quit your bitching. Say again, I said, quit your bitching. You know how much I get for discretionary spending or annual stipend? 
uh, probably <laughs> the same amount that I've nothing. seen. Yeah, nothing. I well, we're not in dude's wave, and that's it. I just, you know, like my lodge is an older lodge of over a hundred years old. We've had bro- we were lucky to have brothers leave money to us when they passed in their wills, and then we're also lucky to have the treasure that we do because he's invested that money into money market accounts and that sort of thing, and helping our money make money. So after you pointed him out That's to me Friday, I realized I've heard stories about that guy and how clever he is. So freaking like cool dude. Yeah, I told him I said you you can't hear crap. But you sure are a genius. And then he went, huh? <laughs> no joke. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott. Uh, now that we're winding down towards the end of the show, I want to share with you a quote that I just found like a month ago. I kind of wish I had found it towards the beginning of this year. Um, but it's good. <laughs> I was saving it more towards the end of the show. <clears throat> and I don't have the original author of this quote. I just have the quote. Okay. A leader is not mainly the head policy maker or ruler getting us where we want to go. A leader is the head philosopher reminding us who we are and where we want to take ourselves. I like it. I thought that was pretty cool. Or if you can get a bunch of guys to do something that you want done and then convince them that it was their idea in the first place. Which is I mean that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, there's no no end to what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. Oh, I don't care. I just want to have fun, man. You know, my my lodge nights are going out like, you know, I'm a dad now. I'm married. I got all the responsibilities of life, and you know, my lodge nights are on Friday nights. You know, you guys have the similar experience. It's on Saturdays. You know, it's your night to hang out with your buddies, your brothers, and. And it's kind of just not worry about the everyday monotonous. And um, you kind of leave everything outside that lodge room for a little while. And hopefully a little bit after lodge. But um, I want more of that. That's my goal. Make it happen. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll report back. Hopefully I can come back on uh Maybe a little bit after installation, let you know how the merger took place. It'll be a it'll be a double installation. So both lines of officers, if I'm elected master in both lodges, both lines of officers will be put in at the same time while I'm going in. So I told them that sounds like a chaotic and long night. Yeah. Well, good luck well, with that. They only say the stuff one time, and I told them that if I get these lodges merged. Instead of just a plain old gavel with my name on it, I want Thor's hammer. <laughs> Is your head going to have? Like, How are y'all going to do that? Like, if so, that that'll be interesting. If if the lodges merge, what do y'all plan on doing about the officers? You know, you've got you. You're going to be the the same officer in both chairs. So you know, it's just an even merge. But like, so all the you know, other your chairs- secretaries and treasurers and all that. So the treasurer and secretary already wants to step down at that other lodge. So ours mm. will take over. Uh, the Their secretary and treasurer will be co-secretary and treasurer or assistant secretary and treasurer until um, everything syncs up because they're all older guys. Um, mm. And then the only uh, – it's myself and my next year's senior warden 
are the only ones that really haven't been in the chairs before. Everyone else is a past master and said, though, I'll go where you want me. Okay. Except for my current master. He said that I'm going to be at the lake. So <laughs> I told him, I said, I'll make him, I'll, I'll make him junior Stewart. It's appointed at my lodge. Works. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, Harlan, I, I, I feel like that's it. Well, um, Scott said so. I did. <laughs> if I had a gavel, I'd use it. Tony, you've been I, yet, sir. awfully quiet. Did you want to explain the Santa suit? Yeah, Tony. Characteristically quiet. I was wait, are we live yet? I was waiting on us to go live. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I heard y'all say, when I first came on, y'all said we weren't live. We weren't, and, and then we went live like over an hour and a half ago. Yeah, it is abnormal oh. for him to be here before the show starts. I'd never mm-hmm. had heard that part before. Oh, wow. Um, good show, guys. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I just I just found Amazon photos, so I'm going through all my old photos. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I didn't know we were live. Okay. Lodge archivist there. <sighs> Speaking of Hello. Lodge Archivist, I got cornered at your all's uh, trick or treat mm-hmm. by the guy that's been going around uh, handing out copies of Mackey's uh-huh. everywhere. Dude, I swear I've met that guy five times, and every time I meet him, it's like he's meeting me for the first time. And it, I, I, it makes me like the first time it was kind of like, huh, he doesn't remember me. But now I'm really starting to worry about that poor guy. What, Mackey? It, it kind of makes me sad. He's He's the guy. He's an older guy. He's a member of the lodge that meets there on Saturdays, I think. Oh. Yeah, and he's he's been going around everywhere handing out uh, 10 unmarked copies of Mackey's on CDs. Mackey's Encyclopedia? Yeah, I actually have one of Mackey's Encyclopedias. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm about to inherit all the libra- uh, my old lodges. So my lodge had a library at their original building, so... I feel like I'm about to inherit all that when I, after I become master, simply because the guy that has it all wants to get rid of it. Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway, well, I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, uh, no, I've, I've, I've shared all the wisdom I have, Scott. Which, as I'm sure you've seen by now, is incredibly little. Buddy, I appreciate you. We appreciate you too, Bruce. We're just and, never going to tell you that. Again, uh, thanks, Harlan. <laughs> and again, we will uh, enjoy having you on, say, maybe springish, so you can give us an update on how your merger and you being master is going. Certainly. We may have some drama. We may not. Maybe uh, friendship, morality, and brotherly love, but uh, whew, we'll see. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different lodge, Harlan. It's possible. Don't laugh. Okay. I forget sometimes. Uh, John, Tony, thank you all for coming on. Thanks for having Glad to be here as always. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's a pleasure, Tony, and I'm still really weirded out by your lack of... Pleasant demeanor? Completely yeah. unrelated outbursts. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, John, did you have any... I was hoping to hear some shit. 
I don't know John. I don't know who this guy is, so I didn't know if he was important or what. I know, no, I know no. Scotty. He's from the York. Not even slightly. He's important, Tony. My best no. behavior. So, okay. Stop. This here is is Sir John Hissel. <laughs> John Hissel. He is, he is a like uh, yeah 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 a a somewhat belligerent, occasionally drunken Irishman. I think he's got two pictures. There's like a Shriner hat picture. In that picture. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's just your it's your that's tablet profile please. picture. Okay. Yep. I, I, there, I, there are I'm, no Shriners here. I may not be a past master, but as somebody that sits on the sidelines watching the Masters, I do have one piece of advice for you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Learn the Constitution. Mm, that's yeah. Don't no, that's a don't. Do granted, I, I adamantly trust that your district deputy is. Uh, wise he seems like he knows what he's talking about but mm-hmm. i've seen uh masters get incorrect advice from a district deputy who didn't quite i think i think he misunderstood hey, the question i'm not referring to, to say you just say it all right i'm not referring to bruce <laughs> oh i thought you were talking to me and th- but then that information <laughs> has been carried on it and so yeah, learn the Constitution. Make sure you're doing it right by the Constitution, not just by what that guy says because he has a, you know, right. a pretty great than than you. So, to the wisdom of the old guys. Basically, so, well, ceding to the wisdom if it's wrong, doesn't make it right. That's uh, the problem. Actually, that's that's the point that's of wisdom exactly. is it's like the, not the same as knowledge. Yes, uh, that's exactly how it works, Jeff, is when all the old guys are doing it wrong, you don't buck the system or you end up in one of our kangaroo courts and tossed out. And you don't want that. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. it was nice knowing you. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also learn the Constitution so that you can find ways to skirt around it. Yeah, Not that right. I encourage such behavior, but it's helpful. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, and it was it was a pleasure having you there, Jeff, the other night too. It's good to have somebody my, about my age, and you live in my neighborhood, don't you? I live two streets down from you. Like I could walk to your house <laughs> by the time Harlan gets done with the closing. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know where on that street you live, but if you're anywhere close to the street that connects, the one um, the Sainted Street, <laughs> two other streets. No, I I, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the Sainted Street. Okay, you're at the the. The Kilometer Street. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Okay, while we're sharing our home addresses. Uh, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> tuning in to episode 183 of the After Lodge podcast, Wannabes and Has-Beens. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us Some on folks. Facebook at After Lodge, where you can poke fun of Nick, since you know he also wasn't here tonight. So make sure to give him a hard time. Uh, you can find us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And if you're in the IRC on Wednesday nights when we record, you might get lucky and catch the link to the live stream of the show. Uh, you can also shoot us an email, afterlodge at gmail.com. And, of course, leave us some feedback on... Uh, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and there's, I think, My Freemasonry and a bunch of other places where we are listed. My Freemasonry still up? I think so. 
Um, leave some comments. Tell your friends about us. And as always, you can find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Hop on Reddit. Join join the fun. Until next week, brothers. We will see you around Thanksgiving time. Later. Later. Logic. <laughs>